0: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold
1: my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi everyone. Junie,
2: another week is wrapping up as we conclude the study the Feast of Unleavened Bread, one of the appointed times of the Lord. These are spelled out in Leviticus chapter 23, and also we see a detailed account of what it was back in the times of our people being set free on Passover evening in Exodus 12, and I'd like to read from verses 14 to 20. If you have your Bibles, Exodus 12, beginning at verse 14. Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats anything leavened from first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. And on the first day you shall have a holy assembly, and another holy assembly on the seventh day. No work at all should be done on them. You shall also observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought your hosts out of the land of Egypt, Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent ordinance. In the first month, on the 14th day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening. Seven days there shall be no leaven found in your homes. For whoever eats what is leavened, that person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is an alien or a native of the land. You shall not eat. Anything leavened in all your dwellings, you shall eat unleavened bread. So we see, Juni, the penalty for eating anything leavened was to be cut off from Israel. So God was very serious about it. That's why we read in the Hebrew scriptures many times of everything included in offerings, in fulfilling vows, in fellowship, was unleavened bread. When Abraham in Genesis 18 met with three visitors, one of whom was the Lord himself, part of that meal included unleavened bread. When Gideon offered a sacrifice, he included in that sacrifice unleavened bread. When uh, Samuel was dedicated by his mother, Hannah, and brought him to the temple, part of the offering that she gave to fulfill the vow was an ephah of flour, which was unleavened bread. So we see unleavened bread was very, very important to our Jewish people. And it's interesting, while we talked about the negative side of uh, leaven, which of course represents yeast, we saw that Jesus was speaking spiritually when he said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. In fact, in Luke 12:1, when he spoke to his disciples, he identified the leaven as hypocrisy, false teaching. And we see that there's le- there was leaven in temple worship then, but there was also leaven in the church in the first century that Paul addressed to the church at Corinth. And the important scriptures there, Junie, is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I'd like to read just a few verses there, important ones. 1 Corinthians 5, beginning at verse 7. Clean out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. For Christ our Passover also has been sacrificed. Let us, therefore, celebrate the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. You know, Jimmy... We need to be unleavened because we are called unleavened. And we need to see that there is a positive aspect of uh, a condition of uh, leaven. In other words, yeast. In uh, Matthew chapter thirteen thirty-one, 31, uh, Jesus was talking about how the kingdom of God spreads. And he gave um, two parables in succession. It starts at verse 31 in Matthew 13. He presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Then he followed that up with the parable of the leaven. He spoke another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like like leaven which a woman took and hid in three pecks of meal, and it was all leavened. It shows the spread of the kingdom. The kingdom will come in its fullness when Jesus returns to the earth. But the kingdom actually came to earth when the king came and walked on this earth. So we see we need to have unleavened bread, which is purity, and see that goodness that Jesus spoke about expand in our lives.
3: And when we have Jesus... The resurrected Messiah living in our heart, and we don't live our life for ourselves. Yes, Lord. But in Him, by Him, and through Him, His life spreads through us to the lost and dying world.
2: And Junie, we need to see the feast of unleavened bread that is continued was told to be observed for seven days. Seven in Hebrew is is uh, a fullness. And if we look at the Feast of Unleavened Bread as sanctification today, I think we'll have a deeper understanding of how important it is to live a life of purity. Because leaven, except in the case of the kingdom, represents impurity. But sanctification and that feast... Is separating us from the secular into the sacred, from the unclean to the clean, from the impure to impurity, and there's many scriptures that speak about purity that we'd like to conclude this study with, which would be an incentive for all of us, Junie, to follow through. For example, in Psalm 73, verse one, God, the word says, "Surely God is good to Israel." Hallelujah. That was my insertion. Surely God is good to Israel, even to such as are pure in heart. So when we are like unleavened bread and we purge out the leaven in us, we have the blessing of God in us.
3: And we see in Psalm 24, verses 3 through 5, but the heading of this psalm is Psalm of the King of Glory. Yes. So, verses 3 to 5 in Psalm 24. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, yes, Lord. who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God. Of his salvation. Hallelujah.
2: Junie, I hope each one of our listeners, as well as us, we, re- we retain what it said in Galatians 5, 9. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And we need to have any leaven in our lives purged out. Psalm fifty one ten familiar verses. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And, Junie, if we can interpret that simply, a right spirit means that there
3: is no leaven in our lives. And in Psalm twenty-two eleven. 11. Proverbs, I'm sorry. Excuse me? Proverbs 22, Proverbs twenty-two eleven. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips... The king will be his friend. What a promise. What a
2: promise. And you know who the king is? The king of glory. His name is Yeshua, who's coming back to establish his kingdom. So, Junie, can I read it again? This is such an encouraging word. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. Oh, let it be for all of us, Lord. And then one we probably all know, one of the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. I know you're doing a Bible study on James, but here's a word from the epistle of James. James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That is so powerful, Junie. And again, Zechariah chapter 13, 1. And this is such an encouragement for our own people, Juni. In that day, a fountain will be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and impurity. And what does that say? This is part of the prophecies of Ezekiel also, that God will put a new spirit with us and give us a new heart. What does that mean? One day, all the leaven that's in the hearts of Jewish people will be cleansed and they will drink from the waters of life.
3: And we see in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, In sanctification and honor, not in the lust of conspicuousness, even as the Gentiles, which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also have forewarned you and testified. And that's really amazing, Shelley, because um we are not supposed to have this feast celebrated in wickedness,
2: that's right, but
3: in sincerity and in truth
2: right I'll finish up to go on to even to the next few verses, Jerome.
3: For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He's therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. Wow,
2: bless the Lord, bless the Lord. And one final one, when you said sanctification, June, because that's what we're comparing the Feast of Unleavened Bread to a process of sanctification. It says in Romans chapter 6, verse 22, But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God. Isn't that encouraging? Having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification, and the outcome is eternal life.
3: Hallelujah.
2: Bless the Lord.
3: Holiness, unleavened bread.
2: Unleavened bread. Hallelujah. Well, this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen by reciting the Shema, and if you know it, please say it along with us. Shema Yisrael,
3: Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one.
2: Father, we thank you, Lord.
3: Thank you, Lord. Thank you
2: for sending your son, the Messiah.
3: Thank you, Lord. To redeem
2: Israel and to redeem the world. For thank those you, Lord. who believe in you. Thank you, Lord. Let us walk as unleavened bread to a lost and a dying world. Newness
3: of life. Newness
2: of life and purity of life, just as your life represents. Hallelujah. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. For Zion's sake.
1: On behalf of For Zion's Sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127
0: Fund